Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. November 4, 2036. Denver, Colorado. President Richard Thorpe. A new dawn is approaching, my fellow Americans. This cynicism and doubt and prolonged lack of risk we've put ourselves through is coming to a deserved end. We've become too mired, too comfortable in enjoying the spoils of success that we've lost sight of moving forward. The future success of this country and society in general depends on human advancement. And our long-term goals lie not here on earth, but amongst a greater community. We are approaching a new dawn, where borders and differing ideologies will begin to blur as we, as a species, come together to work and strive and struggle toward a shared goal. And this goal for once will not be to defeat evil, but to overcome our own preconceived notions of human capability. This is what our generation will be known for. We've finally reached a point, not only here in America, but across the world, to fully invest ourselves economically, technologically, sociologically, into large-scale space exploration. Humanity's dawn is breaking, and its future shines bright amongst the stars. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. December 31, 2056, 2352, UTC, low Mars orbit. Make the one space station Hercules. We have finished final AEI checklist. You are cleared for onboard final atmospheric entry interface status check. Andrew, we have received your no constraints for AEI. You are go for landing. Hercules MACT-1, MMLHV WASP. We copy your go for AEI. All comm signals open and clear, and we'll see you on the surface. All right, everyone. Final go, no go, AEI status check. TBC. TBC, go. PTC. PTC, go. Meteo climb. Meteo climb, go. LPS. LPS, go. STM. STM, go. Retro. Retro, go. Guidance. Guidance, go. LSS. LSS, go. Ecom. Ecom, go. Fido. Fido, go. GNC. GNC, go. Robot. Robot, go. TEL. TEL, go. Network Inco. Network Inco, go. CDR, go. Final AEI status check complete. Flight engineer, give us final no constraints check for AEI. Andrew, no constraints check for AEI. Copy, Sam. No constraints for AEI. We are go for landing sequence initiation. Copy, Andrew, initiating AEI. Walter, Paul, go for pitch adjustment. 
Roger that. Commencing 180-degree pitch adjustments. Rachel, nav report once pitch adjustment is complete. Copy, Sam. 36 Ion thruster shut down. Tina? Commander? 163. How you feeling, honey? Good so far. Not dead yet. 177. 179. 180 degrees. Pitch adjustment complete. Copy. Guidance? 21, 22, 12.5 12 North Lat, 153, 16, 13.39 West Lunge, pinpointed on Amazonas Planitia. EA in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Atmospheric entry interface. Landing sequence initiated. Let's rock and roll. Math altitude. 8.4 km. The temperature. Heat flux of 89 and climbing. 96 watts per cm2. Hypercone open deployment on Sam's mark. Heat flux of 146 and climbing. 21, 22, 12.3 north lat. 
from NASA, MECTI, ESA, or Hercules. Please respond when you get this and let us know the situation. Network Damn Inco? It. Kaya? Sam? We've lost her. Lost what? Kaya? Sam? We've lost the Earth. MECTI, one. Capricorn, us, three. Year 238. 1557 hours, spirit time. All bays and compartments deployed. Starting power up. Copy, Fedora. First shower in six weeks? Whew, gotta love that. It will still be a few hours while I patch the water connections. All bays and compartments powered up. Initializing pressurization. Sam, Pete, Kyra and I have finished final diagnostics and all the dishes and antennae checked out. Copy, Pete. Return to the command center. All bays and compartments at full pressure. Monitoring possible fluctuations. If Orlando and NATO don't turn up anything with their electronics tests... We're only three hours out from signal loss. The Perception 2 relay satellite launches six hours after a communications failure to reestablish connection. Yes, but what's our contingency plan if that doesn't work? Then we wait longer. It'll work, Andrew. MECD will get everything sorted out. We have plenty to do here in the meantime. Jennifer, what's the ETA on that storm? It will be right over us in a little over eight hours, I'd say. That means that we have eight hours to prep and complete EVA-1 before it hits. After the sky's clear, we link up with Perception 2. Kaya will bump all four dishes and antennas to full power, and even power up the radio tell if that suits you. Are you sure you want to conduct an EVA, our first EVA, without mission control? <laughs> Andrew, how long have we trained for this mission? How long? Years. I know, Sam, but Earth at least needs to know what- We can execute an EVA just fine without mission control. <laughs> Ease up, Andrew. 
Everything's fine. The sooner we get that number seven arm extended, the better. If we're going to do this, we best do it. It'll take about an hour or so to prep, so let's make EVA-1 for 90 minutes from now. Alina, go to the load bay and pull the wiring and conduit for water station 1, and get our tools ready. Copy, Sam. Fedora, go to the suit room and start final suit status for go, no-go for EVA. After you're done, continue hooking the water lines up to compartments. On my way, Commander. Kaya, meet Fedora in the suit room to run checks on all our comware. After that, return to your post and start running through backup frequencies for NASA, ESA, Roscosmos, JAXA, all of them. Something's got to be online. Then see if you can make anything out of that jumbled message they sent us earlier. Copy, Sam. En route. Paul and Beth, let's start going over objectives. Copy that. Jennifer, how's the weather looking? Still hazy and dusty, but calm. Okay, Paul. Here comes Mr. Helmet. Don't move. Tools ago. Helmet is secured. Sam? Kaya ran through all ESA and NASA primary and backup frequencies, about to start on JAXA, Roscosmos, and ISRO. Copy that, Kaya. Keep going and let us know if anything turns up. Conduit lines are in the pressure chamber. Beth, go ahead and load in the tool bags. Ready to go, Paul. Pressure is good. Feeling okay? Let's rock and roll. Excellent. Unhooking your lines now. Tools are in pressure chamber, but waiting on you, Paul. You're free. Thank you, Fedor. Andrew, Paul's entering the pressure chamber now. Beth and I are already in. Copy, you understand. How's it looking out the porthole? Well, definitely hazy and dusty, like Jennifer said. Landing platform and ladder look secure. Hiroku and I will be monitoring your levels every step of the way. Good luck. You're clear for depressurization. Copy. Closing pressure chamber now. Locked and sealed. Depressurization commencing. You two all right? Let's do this. All good here. Kaya, extend cam three. Copy, Andrew. Earth will have to get a rerun of the first steps on Mars once Perception 2 is up. Cam three deployed and powered up. Hiroku, how are their vitals? Pressure at zero percent. Copy. We are reading the same. Vitals are green across the board. They're good. Unlocking main hatch. Hatch unlock red. Okay. Okay, alright. Okay, opening hatch. <sighs> Hooking my tow line up. Paul, can you hand me the tool bags? On it. Okay, I'm tossing them down. Tools on the surface. Conduit lines. Coming your way. All right. I'm going to descend the ladder now. Right behind you. Here we go. Kaya, how's he look? Crystal clear, Beth. I'm on the platform. Halfway down. Looking good. You got three more. Hook my tow line in now. I've reached the end of the ladder. Stepping on the foot. Tow line unhooked. I'm 
going to step off the foot of the ladder now. <sighs> to Christopher Columbus, Ferdinand Magellan, Neil Armstrong. To all those who dared against insurmountable odds, I am deeply, deeply humbled to join your company. This is still only a small step, yet even a greater leap. And so begins the new dawn. Copy, Sam. We have you on the surface. New dawn? Really? I thought it was appropriate. Good thing Mission Control wasn't around to hear it, I'm just saying. Stepping onto landing platform now. Gotcha. Descending. Hey, Andrew, can we uh, have Sam redo those first steps so he can say something not lame? <laughs> Sam has a feel. Soft, yet compacted. Like the beaches in Galveston. I'm at the foot of the ladder. And now, the second step into the new dawn. All right, get it out of your system. Okay, Beth, come on down, hon. Stepping down. Sorry to be a wet blanket, guys, but I didn't prepare a speech. <laughs> I think you'll be okay, Beth. Ooh, this is perfect. All right, Andrew, we're all on the surface. Walking is pretty easy out here. So is running. Well, let's hope we don't have any cause for running anytime soon. Sam, I've got the EVA outlines up and we're ready in here when you are. Okay. You heard our second in command. Let's grab our gear and go to work. New dawn. Christ. I feel sorry for those poor bastards on Earth. HCAP-1 and OCAP-1 tanks to be set up 120 meters from the ship. Sounds good to me. Sink the final marker and come back here for digging. How's it feeling out there, guys? Tad chilly, but I'll deal. Feels great. Cold, but I'll get used to it. I can increase your thermostat slightly if- No, no need to suck extra battery life, Fedor. As you wish, Commander. Surveyor's in place. Coming to you, Sam. Here you go, Beth. start on the trench. I'm gonna run through the exterior inspection of the ship. Need to see what the deal is with that number seven arm. Roger that. Sam, Jennifer, any of you guys notice any change in temperature or pressure out there? Some dust build up here and there, but nothing significant. What's up? Air pressure's dropped a little, just taking precaution. Anything to be concerned about? I'll keep a close eye on it, but for now you should all be okay. Carry on. Passing ladder and hatch on route to the front side. There's a lot of black soot and some minor burning from the primary thrusters, but it's very minor. Mostly discoloration. Nothing unexpected. I've reached depth point of 1.6 meters, beginning trench toward Beth. 
You know, once you have the initial hole dug, the trench isn't as difficult. You can do the full 120 meters if you really want to. I won't mind. Smart ass. Starting across the front of the ship. So far, all I'm seeing is black soot from the secondary and support engines. I'm able to wipe it off with my hand. Damn. This ship's huge. Kind of forget about it when you've been inside for a while. You know, from where I'm at, you've been digging longer than I have, and I'm already farther than you are. Eat me, honey. Right here? Good God, keep digging. Beth, we advise you refrain from any recreational activities you may have in mind. <laughs> Damn it, Paul! <laughs> what? You started it. Shut the hell up and dig. Christ. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No dice. Come again, Beth. We did not receive copy on that. <laughs> Shove it, fiddle. Turning the corner to the left side of the ship. And there's support seven. She's about three quarters of the way down. Sam, Walter, you see any damage? Um, not that I can see. It just looks like it didn't want to cooperate during the landing sequence. I'm going to get the crank handle secured and get it all the way out. Copy, Sam. Cranking it out now. A little more information than I needed to hear, Sam. I'm so happy I'm the only woman on this detail. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you noticing any changes out there? Like what? Air pressure keeps dropping, winds are picking up, and I'm getting the formation of something in the upper atmosphere. Looking around. Nothing seems to be very sus- Hey, didn't you guys notice that dark cloud out there? Dark cloud? I don't see any- Oh. No. That's new. Yeah, we see it, all right. What should we do? I thought she said we had hours until this storm hits. Jennifer? This is new to me. Great. This just popped up out of nowhere. Take extra precaution. Probably going to get some whipping dust at any moment. Winds are up to 52 kilometers per hour. Uh, Sam, you think you may want to call it? Babe, if it's okay with Sam, then it's okay. Oh. What's happening over there? Talk to me, guys. Uh, I'm okay. Wind knocked me over. Sure is getting bad fast out here. Winds are at 64 kilometers an hour and increasing fast. Paul, we need to get to the hatch. Sam, abort the EVA. Repeat, abort the EVA. I'm almost done with the support arm. It needs to... Get inside now. We're going to pull the plug. Okay. Aborting the EVA. Paul, Beth, get to the hatch now. I'll be right behind you. I've got the tools. Paul, grab the conduit lines. On it. Winds are changing directions. Coming from the south now. I can tell. It's almost pinning me to the ship, slowing me down. Engine locked and opening now. Copy that. We're almost to the ladder. Sam, where are you? Wind speed's up to 78 kilometers an hour. You're going to start losing visibility pretty quick. Copy that. A lot of dust and sand in the air now. Visibility's gone down the drain. Beth is almost at the top of the ladder. I'm right behind her. Copy, Paul. Sam, where are you? How is it? Awful. Hiroka, how are Sam's vitals looking? Sam? Vitals are spiking. Baby, you need to hurry. I'm going as fast as I can. I'm walking alongside the ship, but it's difficult with this damn wind. Wind speed is 80 kilometers and climbing quickly. Beth and I are fully in the pressure chamber. 89. Close the hatch, Paul. Get pressurized and inside before you get sucked out. We're not leaving you out there. It only takes a few seconds. You'll be in and out in a flash. Paul, close the hatch now and get it pressurized immediately. Do it! Shit! Close the hatch now. Hatch 
Hatch is closed. Starting pressurization. Sam, can you tell how far you are? Sam, the storm is almost directly on top of you. Are you close? Talk to me. Slow going. The wind has me pressed against the ship. It's almost pitch black out here. calculations several hours at least pete how long for you to get rover one undocked and ready to go out of the question we, we cannot send our only mode of transportation out in a bloody martian dust storm we cannot risk our gear getting stranded out there much less any more of us he's right tina we have no idea what happened to sam out there and with only 15 of us remaining we cannot let anyone else face a similar outcome i hate to be frank andrew i can't just leave him out there we can't just give up on him like this. Does anyone here agree with me? He is an integral part of this mission. If we leave him out there, or lose him, that's going to screw up a lot of things for us. We should at least look and see, Andrew. He would do the same for us. <laughs> Are you sure about that? We're still suited up. We both want to go. Let us do it. Andrew, we're ready to go. Give us the go-ahead. Andrew, my husband could be dying out there. Yeah, and what if he's already gone? I'm gonna go out there and get No, you're staying. Paul and Beth, start the deep press. Fedor, how much time do you think he has? Um, well, well, this is a cold guess, but... How much, Fedor? Minutes. Okay, guys. We have minutes. We'll find him. Where the ladder is. I've reached the 
side of the ship. I can't really make out detail, but I can see a little. Nothing yet over here. Winds at 109 kilometers per hour. Slowed down some. That's reassuring. I'm hooking my tow line to the ship. You guys need thermostat changes or... Don't bother. Won't be out here long. Located some of the trench markers. There's a deep depression in the loose soil here. Hard to walk with this wind. Think I'm getting to the edge of the ship. If there were any clues, they're long covered by now. I'm not finding anything over here either. Visual is almost nil. Yes, come. Um, Beth? What? Why are you climbing the ladder? What are you talking about? I'm knee deep in Martian sand. Then who? Oh, shit! Huh? What? Oh, what is it? It's Sam! He's at the top of the ladder. He's crawling onto the landing platform. Beth, get back now! How the hell did we miss him? Sending ladder now. Beth, where are you? Almost there. I think I can make you out. I can see him. Pawing at the hatch. Andrew, open up! Andrew, open the hatch. Open the hatch now. Reaching the top of the ladder. Right behind you. Watch your footing. Got him. I'm unhooked and I'm pulling him inside. <laughs> Sam and I are in. Beth? How is he? Almost at the top of the ladder. We need Hiroko in the suit room right now with the stretcher. He's already on his way. The door's coming to. Paul, how is he? Sam, you okay? Jesus, his visor is cracked all over. I'm inside. Closing hatch now. Stretcher on three. One, two, three. <coughs> Fedora, take the other end of the stretcher. Tina, grab the respirator. Okay. How is he? Taking him to the med bay so I can examine him. He's alive for the moment. Lift on one, two, three. Right glove is off. Moving to left. 
Okay, let me see that respirator. And hook it up to the O2 tank. Here. I know it hurts, Sam. I know it hurts. Help for Dortina. Check his boots off. I'm going to get the defib ready just in case we need it. Look at his arm. Broken. Jesus. We can't pull the top off now. We have to cut it off. Just. What? Sam? Just. Yank it off. <laughs> That's. Order. He is the commander. Wait, but. Put that rod between his teeth, Tina. What rod? On the table behind you. Torso segment of his suit is unlocked. This? Yes, put it in between his teeth. <laughs> then put the mask back on best you can. Just bite down on this so you don't hurt yourself, Sam. Okay, Sam. I'll be honest with you. This is going to... Do it already. Do. It. You're the boss. Fedor, hold his right arm straight out. I've got his left. Tina, secure his feet. Immediately after we have it off, hold him down. It's gonna be okay, baby. It's gonna be okay. Alright. One. Two. Three. Day four. For someone with frostbite wounds and a broken arm, you sure are moving around well. <laughs> I know, right? It's not like my legs are broken. Well, I don't think Heroku's gonna let you go out on any EVAs for a while. <sighs> so, EVA 2 is underway? Yep. Took a while to get Rover 1 assembled and powered up, but everything's going perfect so far. And EVA 1A was finishing up before I came to get you. They should be done by now. Good deal. Speaking of which, I should probably be getting back to the CC. You need anything before I go? No, I'm, I'm fine, thank you. All right. I'll be back in a little while. Tina? Yeah? Any word on Perception 2 yet? Kaya hasn't said anything about it, so I assume not. You said yourself it'll take some time for it to come online, though. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Tina, there is something I need. Enter this in for one of the dishes. Okay. Mac T one. Capricorn us six. Year two three eight. Twelve hundred eighteen hours. Spirit time. EVA two. Crew Rachel Yoshda. Navigation specialist Fedor Morozev. Human factors specialist Andrew Wood. Flight engineer. Objectives. Construct and power up Mars Rover 1. Retrieve Hydrogen Capsule 1. Wasp Rover 1. We are reaching the 1 kilometer mark. Hydrogen Capsule should be within our sights once we reach the top of the hill. We should consider racetrack once more rovers are retrieved. A racetrack? All rovers run the same speed, Fedor. Not sure races would be the logical move. It was joke, Captain Buzzkill. Copy, Rachel. Awaiting confirmation on visual. Hey, Andrew. Have you been alright? You've been jumpy lately. I'm fine. Just stay focused. We can't afford to have this EVA turn out like the last one. Trying to make a little conversation is all. He's being cautious. Also, keep in mind that he was about to have us leave Sam out there to die. I was not going to let him die. I just needed to assess the situation before I made a logical move. It was a difficult move to make. I'm happy with how it all ended up, but you cannot blame him for making a decision. In any case, you really should loosen up some, Andrew. 
We're all alive. We're all safe. Jennifer was working nonstop to make sure the skies were clear to go ahead. Do you think she would send us out here unless she was absolutely certain of our safety? Yeah, buddy. We are actually doing it now. We're working on another planet. Live a little. I'll be fine once the job is done and we get back in contact with Earth. Rachel, we're nearing the top of the hill, so please concentrate. <sighs> Just trying to help. Reaching the top of the hill now. And there it is. Wasp Rover 1, visual on H1 capsule, proceeding to destination. I'll prep the winch. Fedor, once we're in position, you will undock the right slud. I'll take the left. I'll be fine, Andrew. Now, we must concentrate so we can get this payload hooked up. That's priority one right now. I hate you both. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Wasp Rover 1, we've arrived at H1 capsule, pulling around to get into position. There are the attachment hooks, right there. I see them. Backing up now. Give me the word, Andrew. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Hold right there. Parking. Thank God the gravity is lower, huh? Or else we'd probably need more rovers and manpower. That would put quite a dent in your racing plan, wouldn't it? Not at all. Mechdy dropped over 90 rovers for us to play with. My cables are locked in. Mine too. Let's attach the sluts. Has Kaya been able to make anything of that garbled transmission we picked up during a landing yet? I talked with her yesterday, and she says that whatever we got is what we're stuck with. No real discernible words. Right sled is nearly ready. Mine's almost done. She did point out, though, for mission control to break radio silence during the landing sequence was very odd, and possibly a cause of concern. Very strange. Bolts tightened. Good to go. Sleds are secured. Retracting winch now. How we looking? Almost there. What I'm wondering is why there's not been an open signal from space station Hercules. And nothing from Perception 2. Same insists things are fine. So, I guess there's not really anything else to do but trust his judgment on this one. We're good. Winch shut down. Cable locked into place. Going to raise the sled ends. Sled ends raised and secured. We are good to go. Wasp Rover 1, we have Hydrogen 1 capsule loaded up and returning space. I'd say that was a success. Look, no storms, no broken arms, no frostbite, no thermia. Not back yet. We still have to set this thing up. But yes, good work. No broken bones definitely means success. Copy. Good work. Now, hopefully Kaya and Sam have more information when we return. This is Sam. Sam, Kaya. I'm trying those coordinates you had Tina send me. What am I looking for here? Anything. Just humor me. Nothing on analog. See if you can pick up any data transmissions. Roger that. What's so special about this spot, exactly? It's where the Perception 2 satellite should be. Really? It doesn't seem... Just keep fixed on those coordinates, would you please? Copy that. Incoming Mekki command message. Hmm? Clearance level 16 required for access. Incoming Mekki command message. 
Surprised to see so many stars. Well, there's no light pollution to contend with. It is unusually bright out here. No dust, no iron oxide. Haven't seen the night sky this clear since before we landed. Almost like something pushed it aside. I'll take it. Added illumination out here does make it easier to work. Your turn, Jennifer. Why is it that only the first person to walk on another planet or moon gets to have a speech? Ever wondered about that? No one's stopping you, Jennifer. Say whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> this will be great. You will now be the 14th person to set foot on Mars. <laughs> Shut up, Walter. I'm not saying that I had anything planned, really. It just dawned on me is all. Did David Scott or Jack Schmidt give speeches? I don't remember. Who? Oh, brother. I'm not the first person to walk on Mars, but I'm for damn sure the best looking. I say we put that to a vote. Well, Miss Abby Murdoch will be here in about a month on Mechty 2. No offense. Ugh, here we go. The Abby Murdoch plug. The Abby... You know what, Walter? When Mech 2 arrives, I think Abby needs to know about this little obsession you... I'm not obsessed. Ah, 
Right, you're obsessed, Walter, and I'm going to tell Abby everything you've been saying since we left, so she'll finally realize how much of a creep you really are. Whatever. Go right ahead. Obsessed. Psst. Walter, it seems as though you may have some denial issues going on. You want me to schedule a session with Fedora for a while? Get some stuff off your chest? <laughs> He'd be happy to see you. Hilarious, Paul. Just hilarious. what I say? All right, idiots. We're here. Beginning with Waterline. Copy that. Walter, you got the HCAP and OCAP link. Will do. Jennifer, work on the conduits for OCAP 1. Sam, glad to see you back in the CC. Your wife's doing great. I knew she'd be fine. We need to discuss some things. Okay. OCAP conduit is connected. As you probably guessed, the storm last week and your injuries have set us back with scheduling. Andrew, it's been over a week, and at this point I would have already been on my third EVA, but people are filling in. We're doing fine. Good, Jennifer. Assist Walter and Jackie as needed. Let me jump ahead to my point, Sam. There's going to be certain ops coming up in the near future that will require guidance from Earth. Yeah? A certain terraforming protocol we're supposed to conduct in two weeks? Right, the thermonuke detonations. So? When that happens, we need to be in contact with mission control. No, we don't. We don't? Andrew, we've got all the capabilities on board the WASP to handle everything involved with Mechti's plans. That even includes remote detonation of thermonuclear explosives. We've been over this. Got the chemical reactor connected to the gas tank splitter. Getting the splitter connected to the tanks now. So you're suggesting we rule Earth out of the equation? What I'm saying is... It's been eight days since we've heard a peep from Earth, Sam. Eight days since we've heard from the space station. And it's been eight days since Perception 2 is supposed to go online. Look, I don't know why we've had prolonged communications blackouts. But as we did with the scheduling snafu, we'll adapt. Mechti will figure out this communications issue. For the time being... We need to continue on with our own problems here. This situation does not change anything. You've trained for this scenario, just as the rest of us have. We make do. Copy. I'm going to my quarters. Not a single beep of a signal. What are you saying? I don't know. This whole thing is just starting to feel a little suspicious. Suspicious of what, Kaya? We've been here for over a week and not a word from Houston. Or anyone. Luke's ship should have launched when we landed and still nothing. What about the real Something else. Why haven't we heard from Perception 2? Sam gave me these coordinates that, frankly... Wait, wait, wait. Let me know if I'm hearing this right. You think Sam is keeping stuff from us? Just seems... odd. What were the coordinates for? Sam said they were for the relay satellite, Perception 2. The coordinates he gave me, though. Hey, Tina, I'm gonna go get some shut-eye. Oh, hey, ladies. Hey, Sam. Good evening, Sam. Wait. Have a good night, you two. Sorry. What were we talking about earlier? Um, your boy toy, Luke, on Mech D2? Your boy toy? <laughs> well, what would you call it? Well, you do have a point, Nader. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Almost done, guys. Copy that, Jackie. You guys are clear for water station one power up. Roger, turning on now. That 
star looks overly bright tonight, doesn't it? What star? Right there. Whoa. Yeah, I'd say. Any guesses? Hmm. Trying to figure out what constellation it's in. It's outshining almost everything else in the sky. Chemical reactor is up and running. Stand by for water detection. It might be the Carina constellation. They may look a little more skewed from Mars, but... Let's see, there's IC2602, I think. And that's... Oh. Oh! Ada Carina. Ada what? Copy, Jackie. Standing by. Ada Carina, huh? Hmm. It's beautiful, regardless. And I think we can do with the extra light. You'd think another sun may have sprouted up. It's so bright. Yeah. I think I may take a look at it in the observatory when we get back inside. I'm wondering. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Serious? Why the hell is he looking at me? You're gonna be fine. Still accomplished. You see, even Kai is awake. Oh. Hey, guys. Hey, Kai. 
What you up to? Couldn't sleep, so I thought I'd do some stargazing. Better than operation briefings and maps. Shouldn't you be reading those, though? She knows them well enough. You mind if we hijack the observatory for a while? Sure. I was finishing up anyway. See you in the morning, Kaya. Later, Pete. See that? Completely ignored me. Take it easy, Pete. You'll have the entire EVA with her tomorrow. I'll give you guys some alone time if you want. <laughs> Shut up, Paul. She's all about Monsieur Lucas shit, anyway. Luke who's floating through space right now? Luke of the backup crew. Hey, I used to be on that backup crew. You guys sound like children. Ready for coordinates? Yeah, let's have them. 18 hours, 7 minutes right ascension. Plus 16.6 degrees declination. I'll adjust magnitude and everything else from up here. Coordinates are set. Uh, what settings do you want? Optical, X-ray, UV, infrared? Power them all up, with all spectrums. Time to see if this thing is as good as Hubble or if Mekti was just spouting bullshit. You want the radio tell? Uh, hold off on that for now. Just want to see what we can see first. So, Mr. Astronomy, what's the deal with this Ada Carina star? You guys ever hear of Wolf Rays? Nope. Uh -huh. When supermassive stars are on the verge of supernovae, they give off huge amounts of light, as well as untold tons of gas from its stellar winds. Telescope in place. 600 plus Wolf Rays exist out there. They will collapse into a supernova. Only question when. Ada Carina is one of these. Alright, increasing magnitude, and focusing lens, and... You know, this may be too bright for straight opticals. Switch an X-ray. There we go. Oh, wow. Is that it? Is that Ada Carina? That, fine sirs, is the Ada Carina supernova. I'll be damned. It's completely destroyed the nebula surrounding it, too. How far away is that? 7,500 light years, give or take. Unreal. There isn't any kind of threat, is there? Not, not unless we're directly in line with its axis. And if that were so, you would have already known, believe me. Let me see the controls for a bit. What are you looking up? Earth. Been a while since I've seen the old girl. Or heard from it. We should also maybe power up the radio telescope to see if we can hear anything from Perception 2. If we can find it. <laughs> Something you could discuss with Kaya tomorrow, Pete. Thanks, Chuckles. <sighs> How was the night, EBA? Started getting water almost immediately. Also, I wasn't expecting the skies to look so clear out there. Amplifying magnification. Hmm. A lot of cloud cover on Earth. Push in. Lots of cloud cover. Greenish... What is that? What? Look, along the southern hemisphere. It's like a faint blue ribbon sticking out from Earth. You see that? Glare on the lens? Some kind of malfunction? Ada Karina came out clear as day. Try x-ray. Jennifer, can you come up to the observatory, please? Still there. Should it be there on x-ray? Don't think so. Switch to UV, Paul. M-E-C-T-I-C-A-C 041484 
requesting any additional information. Nearly nine days without signal from Earth, space station Hercules, or percept... <sighs> yes? Sam, can you come up to the observatory? We found something. Found what? An anomaly, I guess. We aren't sure yet. All right. On my way. Just a muddled mess. There doesn't seem to be any kind of patterns. Sort of like Venus, or Titan, maybe. What about the coloration? Why that greenish tint? Yeah, you got me. What's going on? Sam, we got Earth on a telescope. Come up and take a look. Why are you all in here? Walter wanted to check out the Eta Carina supernova and- The what? What am I looking at? Is this Earth? Yeah, what is the key word? You see the greenish tint of the clouds? Also that blue light trail drifting from the southern hemisphere? What is that? We haven't been able to figure that out yet. Thought we'd let you know what we found. Guys, it's past midnight. An EVA 8 is set to deploy in nearly six hours. Plus, I don't think I need to remind you guys that two of you are slated to be on said EVA with Kaya. Pete and I will be ready. What do you think of this, though? <sighs> Jennifer, your medial climb, what do you make of this? Honestly, I've never seen anything like it. Perhaps on Venus or Titan, but not on Earth. Never on Earth. No patterns, no recognizable structures, just large random blotches of discolored clouds. I was thinking it might have been some kind of equipment malfunction or something, but I really don't know. Okay, here's what we're going to do. For the time being, we're going to treat this as a possible instrument malfunction. It was working... For the time being, we will treat this as a possible instrument malfunction. Pete, you're on EVA 8 and Alina's on EVA 9. After EVA 9, I want both of you and Alina in here running diagnostics, inside and out. Until that time, we need to stay on course with our own mission. We've all got a lot of work to do before we can take it easy around here. Shut the observatory down, Walter. Window closing. Paul, you and Pete get some rest right away. Jennifer, you should get some sleep too. Need you in the CC for EVA prep. Copy. So, any word from the space station? No. No signals, no messages, no nothing. What about Perception 2? I wish I had better news for you, Walter. Hell, I wish I just had news. When Mechti 2 arrives, they may know something. By the way, Sam, I picked up a system gathering in the Tharsis region that could be passing by in the next few days. Looks to be a big one. And if it stays on its present course, it's coming right for us. <sighs> Wonderful. More delays. Just what I need. Keep a close monitor of its movements. Say, uh, you want to go out there and walk around in that one, too? <laughs> Look at Chuckles over here. I think you may have yourself a nickname then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Successful observatory shutdown. What were you talking about earlier? What's Ada Karina? MACT-1. Capricorn. Us. 14. Year. 2. 3. 8. 1427 hours. Spirit time. EVA 10. Crew. Hiroku Yoshida. Crew surgeon. Nada Morozev. Engine systems specialist. Orlando De Luca. Electrical systems specialist. Objectives. Retrieve food capsule 1 and Martian rover 2 capsule. Day 11. 
Everything okay? Everything's fine. Just a tiny hiccup, I guess. Should be close. I think I see it. Straight ahead. Andrew, Rover 1, passing the three kilometer mark. Now. Spotted the capsule straight ahead on the horizon. In route. At some point, you should get Andrew to mod up the engines on these things. That's a fantastic idea. Though I don't think Sam would allow us to pimp out the rovers. Probably doesn't coincide with the mission objectives or some lame bull. Copy, Data. Maintain present course. I repaired his broken arm. The least he could do is let us enhance the rovers. I wouldn't call a kilometer an hour particularly fast. Shouldn't that be Pete's job, though? He designed these things. What do you think, Andrew? You ready for some rover work when we get back? Wasp, Rover 1. We are arrived at Food Cap 1 and Rover 2 capsule. Going to get in position and attach them now. Swinging around. You know what we really need to do is put up those stinking comm relay towers. I can barely talk to CC with these stupid delays. All in good time, Orlando. Copy, Nada. Standing by for capsule link confirmation. Orlando, I think you got something there. The storm will make EVAs impossible, so there'll be a lot of downtime. Backing up into position. Come on now. Problems? Just a little hiccup. How we looking? Stop. We're in place. Connectors, Nada. Got him. What's the word on that satellite whatever Sam kept saying was going to be up? Everyone stopped asking about it. Kaya thinks Sam's up to something. My three are done. What do you mean, Sam's up to something? Up to what? Kaya told me that he gave her coordinates for what he said was the position for Perception 2. Or eventual position, anyway. The problem, apparently, is that the coordinates Sam gave Kaya didn't point anywhere even close to Earth. There's no way he was trying to link up with the Perception 2 if it even launched at all. What were the coordinates for, then? Ceres. Wait, the asteroid? Mm-hmm. So that means two things. Which are? One, Sam's completely lost his mind and maybe hiding the fact that for the moment at least, he's mentally compromised. What? Mentally compromised? Are you serious? I know with the injuries he sustained during his EVA, there may have been some prolonged emotional trauma, but I don't really see how it could have affected a person like Sam in that way. Sled end secured and in place. When I first met Rachel after her crash, her prognosis was only a 15% survival rate. She seemed fine once she regained consciousness. Well, if he's not crazy, the only other assessment I can make is that he knows something that no one else does, and he's making the decision to withhold it. Why would he keep information from us if he had it? Who knows? It's all speculation, just things I've been hearing. Wasp Rover 1, we have Food Cap 1 and Rover 2 capsules loaded up and beginning the return trip. Maybe he needs to lie on your husband's couch and talk about things. Nada, he's the mission commander. He doesn't have to tell us anything if he doesn't want to. I'm not making any conclusions or anything yet. But it would be really helpful if he would fill us in. Copy, Nada. We'll see you guys back here in a few hours. Good work. You had a bad case of hypothermia, second-degree frostbite, and... Hey, what the... What? Engine isn't wanting to cooperate. Oh, what the hell? Did the rover just die? What happened? Calm down. Restarting it. Come on, damn it. 
Shut off the power to the wench. Have all the electricity diverted to the engine. Sounds like we've got something. You hear that? Punch it again. Jesus Christ! What are the batteries reading at? Batteries are at... dead. There's no battery power, not even to check instrumentation levels. Jesus. I guess we'll need to get that backup battery. Backup battery? Yeah, the backup battery. The same backup battery we're supposed to bring in the event that something like this happens. You know, it's big and it's I thought we brought it. No, we don't have it on us. Shit. Okay, let's hook up the solar panels and start charging the battery. Let's hope we remembered to bring those with us. Andrew, Rover 1, battery is down. We're hooking up solar panels for recharge. Turning on solar panels now. How long will it take to recharge the battery? With full sunlight, about 45 minutes. With it being afternoon, at least three hours. But we're going to have to deal with that. Battery power reading at 1%, 2%. Yeah, come on, baby. Copy, Nathan. Keep us updated, please. Elena plugged the battery in after the last EVA, da? Yes, she did. Three percent. Connection lost with solar panels. Let's try it again. Charge at one percent again. Connection lost. Ah, God damn, slow moving piece of shit, Rover! I see it. The connectors from the engine to the battery are all corroded. The problem isn't even the battery. The engine is sucking the life out of the Rover. How could that have happened? Not sure. Moisture buildup? So what now? We could just leave the rover here and walk back to the Wasp. But then we're left without transportation for future EVAs. We can't leave it behind. What if we tried pulling it? Pulling basically two rovers and a four-ton capsule of food for three kilometers? It can be done. Pete designed these things to haul up to more than double that weight. How much daylight would you say we have left? I don't know. Five, six hours maybe? Why? We have six hours tops until we lose the sun. We have less than eight hours until the storm hits us, and it's going to be bad. What are you getting at? What I'm getting at is that with a nearly three-hour drive back to base, and with all the other time constraints, we have six hours to unload Rover 2, construct it, and get back... Construct Rover 2, huh? Tell me, Nada, with what tools are we going to construct a rover? Orlando, our options are pretty limited, and the more time that passes, the worse our condition gets. Can we do this? Can we really assemble a rover with the materials we have? Looks like we're going to have to. This is ridiculous! We don't even have the means to construct an entire rover out here! I won't be convinced unless we try and see. You can walk back if you want, Orlando, but if you're going to stay, we could use less of the whining. What's the first move? We need to open the rover to capsule and unload it. After that, we need to hook its solar panels up to the battery and get a charge going. Can you find a way to link both rover solar panels together to boost the charge time? Probably. I'll see what I can do. Good. Also, call up Andrew and get Pete on the line. We're going to need his help. Andrew, rover one is shot, so we're going to open up rover two's capsule now, and we're going to somehow construct that and drive it back. More details as they come up, and if you could please get Pete on the line... Hey, Elena. How's it going? Evening, Sam. 
double-checking our food archive again. They didn't try to do that before EVA-10 set out? No harm in doing it again. Find anything of interest? Well, with our current food supply on board, the food capsules on the ground we still need to get, plus our current rate of consumption, we should have enough food to last us two years and change. If we start rationing now, though, we could bump it up to three years. Ration? Why would we need to ration? We were dependent on Earth sending more. And since Earth's been ruled out, we need to conserve as much as possible before we can get the greenhouse up and running. Earth hasn't been ruled out, Alina. Things are just taking a lot longer than expected. How long till we can make that call, though, Sam? Did you and Pete run diagnostics on the observatory yet? Yes, sir. Checked it inside and out. Pete got called in to work with Andrew in assisting the EVA crew, but I finished up. No issues whatsoever. Good, good. Great work as always. I'm going to my quarters. You're not going to the CC to check in on the EVA progress? Andrew and Pete seem to have a handle on things. Okay. Oh, uh, actually, I was wondering if you could do me a quick favor. Sure, what's up? I need you to run through a database check on a sequence of numbers. Not really sure if they mean anything at all, but I am just, just thought I'd check. Let me bring up the database index. Also, can you keep this strictly between us? Um, all right. Please, can I count on you, Alina? Of course, Sam. You can always count on me. Thank you. Database index is pulled up. Give me the numbers. 238429. 2 but it'll work. Are we close? Just about. All I have to do is finish tightening the lug nuts on this wheel, and Orlando is loading the rest of the Rover 1 parts we're not using back in the capsule. Copy, Orlando. Well done. Why are the solar panels still extended? I thought we couldn't use them at night. Ada Karina. What? What about it? When we started to lose daylight, the battery was only 42%. So on a hunch, I directed the panels at the supernova. Sure enough, it worked. Ada Karina's charging the Rover's battery. We're already at 93. Still on borrowed time, though. That storm's getting closer. So we're going to get back with the rover? Yes, the rover and the cargo. Lug nuts are finished. Let's hook the winch on rover 2 up. Have you guys tried starting the rover yet? Several times. It's all good. <sighs> I must have been in a coma to sleep through all that. Hiroko, get in the driver's seat. Nada, little help. Yeah. What's the battery reading? Ninety-four percent. That'll be enough. Mine are done. Retracting the winch cable now. Winch cable fully retracted and locked in place. All right. We're good to go then. Fire up the rover. Winch is catching and holding. We're mobile. Oh, love that sound. Andrew and Pete, rover two operational. We have Food Capsule 1 heading home. Hopefully we'll get back to the Wasp before the storm does. 
Morning, Sam. Coffee? Oh. Thanks, Walter. How you doing tonight? I'm good. EVA crew got Rover 2 up and running, so they're returning with Rover 1 and the food capsule in tow. Should be back within the hour. Excellent. How in the world did they do that? Well, Ada Karina's supernova was actually strong enough to charge the rover's battery. Hmm. You viewing Ada Karina too, I see. Oh. Yeah. I thought I'd waste some time. Beautiful, isn't it? It's good coffee. Made entirely of manufactured water. You're welcome. Huh. Nice work. So, Walter, this Ada Karina. There wouldn't be any associated danger, would there? No. Not unless the poles were pointed right at us. If they were, we'd all be dead before we'd even notice it. Why? Gamma ray bursts. GRBs. Light speed extinctors. Extinctors? So what would be the likelihood of... About one in a trillion. Extremely rare for a star to go through such a drastic axial tilt. If it had, we would definitely have known. But who knows? Nature seems to have a tendency for disproving impossibilities. Huh. Right. As far as we're concerned, we're here and we're alive. Nothing to worry about. Well, I should probably get to my bunk and stop drinking this coffee. Got an EVA in the morning. Don't you mean I have an EVA in the morning? That was before you went off and broke your arm like the idiot you are. <laughs> it takes one to know one, my friend. Did Alina and Pete ever find out what was wrong with the telescope? Oh, um, yeah, they said there were some, um, faulty mirrors or something that needed to be replaced, but, um, everything's running nominally now. Hmm. Fair enough. Um, you know, I think I may power down and, uh, do the same. Good night, Walter. Sweet dreams, Commander Flynn. Commander, long day? Hey, Kaya. Long enough. Having this broken arm has given me more than enough free time. Feeling pretty tired. Everything all right? I've been needing to talk to you about something. I'm always here to talk. I'm an open book. Yeah, sure. What's up? Listen, I'm your communications officer on the ship, right? Right. Now, I'm pretty sure that as your communications officer, I should know all details on everything com-related within this mission, right? I should have the know-how to realize that this relay satellite story is absolute horseshit, right? Now, wait a minute, Kaya. That's... Sam, what the hell is going on? Tell me why we haven't heard from Earth at all. And what's the deal with Ceres? What's there? Why do you have us positioned there? Uh, well, what's going on? Okay, I'll tell you everything. Is that what you want? Yes, that's what all of us want. Fine. Get everyone in the lounge room in 20 minutes. Now. 20 minutes, and that's an order.
bay door opening now. Copy. VC it. Loading bay door opened. Pulling cargo inside. Are you sure this is a good idea? I mean, it's going to be hard to get that thing in there, let alone get it back out. Orlando. Hey, I'm not whining this time. This is an honest concern. That storm's right on our asses. If we leave it out there, it may be lost. We're in. Andrew, Capsule and Rover have just pulled into loading bay. We're going to pull around to get it in position to drive out easier once the storm passes. Welcome home. Hey guys, glad you're all back in one piece. Say, uh, when you guys are all squared away, could you come up to the crew lounge? Sam's called for a meeting. Copy that, Paul. I wonder what it's about. Maybe something about Earth. Maybe he's gonna make us go out and install the comm relay towers, finally. And hey, I am all for that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd be missing all your ugly faces so much. Heroku! Bid up! Great work, you three. Outstanding. Look, we couldn't have done that without you and Pete getting us through that mess. <laughs> so, what's this whole meeting about, Andrew? Beats me. All I know is that Sam's calling a meeting to discuss something. Hopefully he has some news about Earth. Yeah, especially with how it looked the other day. Oh yeah, did you guys find out what was wrong with the telescope? We ran diagnostics, but everything was in perfect shape. Wait. He told me it was some issue with one of the mirrors. Well, that's odd. He told you that? Has been programmed to receive relay. <clears throat> the first part of the message indicated. Everyone's in the crew lounge, Sam. Oh, okay. You okay? I'm okay. Let's just get this over with. I told you. I promised him I wouldn't say. Why did you decide to bring it up to us then? It wasn't even that big of a deal anyway. It was just... <clears throat> Alright. Obviously I called this meeting because Because we... we haven't had contact with Earth since we landed 11 days ago. Sam, what's we going on? One word. What are we going Where's to hear from Earth? Two? Why did you tell Wolverine? What the hell is going on? on? Hey, shut up! If you guys let him speak, I'm sure he'll let you know. Thanks, Tina. <clears throat> About a week ago, I received a private command level data message. Private command? The message was sent from a small asteroid orbiter revolving around Ceres that, along with a network of other NASA orbiters and craft, has been programmed to receive, relay, and repeat PEMs, or Planetary Emergency Messages, from a system on board the Perception-1 communication satellite. Oh my... Wait, what? Why did we not know about this? Fedor? I didn't know about this. The coordinates I gave you, Kaya, were for this asteroid orbiter. It was just a precaution. I was not expecting nor hoping for something to actually come in from it, but it did. I see. The message I received simply read PEM 23 Um. Now the first part of the message indicated a radiological event. What do you radiological event? What? The last part of the message. The, the series of six numbers. I couldn't match with any of the codes listed in my emergency directive indices. I, uh, I assumed there had been an error brought on by a, a solar flare or, or something. 
I also assumed that within the first 24 hours after we lost contact, that, that the Perception 2 satellite would have launched. Never happened. Today, just on a hunch, I submitted the numerical sequence to Alina to see if it somehow pertained to anything we had on file. The results she found confirmed suspicions that I had, but would not accept. They were astronomical catalog numbers. After talking with some of you and after discovering what the rest of that message meant, I've concluded that it is possible and, and indeed very likely that somehow Earth was directly in line with the polar axis of Ada Carina. Wait, what? That cannot be possible. And that means what? What does that mean? It means that... A gamma ray burst. So that's... Earth was hit by a gamma ray burst? That explains the anomaly in the telescope image. Got it. Well, Earth is gone, huh? What? Gone? I'm not sure about gone. Sure. The rock is still there, but... That about does it. That's it. Oh my god, oh, the jumbled message. I sure don't know. It was a plea. Can't contact anyone when back. When did this happen? Well, well, it shouldn't have happened. It's all over. What about Hercules? The space station. Since we lost contact with Hercules at the exact same time as Earth, we have no choice but to accept but the same conclusion. The poles. The axial shift. It was never even pointed at Earth. I don't know what to tell you, Walter. Rare axial tilt. Nothing about them at all. I, uh, I just don't know. I cannot believe this. When were you going to tell us about this secret messaging box? It was only for mission commanders to know about. Sam, this can't be true. Mission failed, then. Mission failed? The mission has not failed. Hasn't failed. No more supplies, no more crews, nothing. The mission is over. Who are we preparing this planet for now? The entire human race. We are still here, Kaya. We have everything we need here to keep going. I guess we can rule Earth supposed out to happen now. Like this? this mission now is more important than it ever was meant to be at this stage. Huh? At this stage? What do you mean? Sam? What are you talking about, Sam? What did you mean by at this stage? Um, uh, did you see that? Why are the lights flickering? Seismic activity alert. What is that? Seismic activity alert. Oh, shit. Uh, going down! Let's go! Make you one space station Hercules. We have finished final AEI checklist. You are cleared for onboard final atmospheric entry interface status check. Andrew, we have received your no constraints for AEI. You are go for landing. Hercules MECT-1, MMLHV WASP. We copy your go for AEI. All comm signals open and clear, and we'll see you on the surface. December 31, 2056, 2352, UTC, Earth. Look at that. Never seen New York so bright. Happy New Year, Big Apple.
to New Year's Eve live at Times Square here in New York City. Now, I'm your host, Clifford Stillman, and in a few short moments, we'll be ringing in the start to 2057. Of course, we're also awaiting live video feed from Mecti Mission Control Center in Nevada, the Landing Command Center on board Space Station Hercules, as well as, hey, it looks like we're getting live video feed from both Nevada and Space Station Hercules. You will remember where you were, who you were with, what you were doing at this defining moment. Mecti-1 will deliver the first humans to ever walk on Mars. God punished the people of the Earth for building that tower really? to the heavens. Really? And what would you call the Maya rocket? Oi, como vai? Maneiro de Silva aqui. Estamos em zona muito rádio. Tratulo. Te salve de Neto VTC, Triava Corujina. Mamãe nunca de Brita. Tu que tens e pinkas e chinesas em doces, na tua esperada de mamãe, não ia na mesa. Pra neste maior que Mectivia, nós nos levamos mais para o planeta dos Pavirchus. Mectidu, na truca dos palestras dos cosmos da Tia Hércules.
but the ball is dropping. And in a very short time, 2056 is going to pass by, and the new year, the new dawn, will be upon us. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.